Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Avalon Pending Podcast. This week, we discuss how TV is slowly being killed by the internet, an amazing free-to-play game called Robocraft, and the latest and interesting news about Legend of Korra. Yeah, I'm Steve. I'm Brian, and this is the Avalon Pending Podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to cover today is our Kickstarter of the week. I have <laughs> two of them, kind of. We'll see. You'll see what I'm talking about here in a minute. So okay. I'm going to go ahead, Brian, and have you go ahead and click on the uh, first link. Okay. I am opening it up. All it right. is redirecting me. Yes. Oh, what? It's a hover bike. That's awesome. Okay. The other first link. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I, it's not loading, sorry. Oh. Oh. Uh wow. Let's buy CNN. Yes. This is uh John Stewart's thing he just uh did on his show. It's not it's not real obviously. He um he was talking about how uh, Rupert Murdoch, I think who owns CNN right now, mm, yeah. is wanting to uh buy um oh, what was he wanting to buy? Yeah, something. He was wanting to buy some network. Maybe HBO? I can't remember what network Time he was Warner. wanting to buy. But um point Time was is he yeah, he would have another news network by doing that, and by law you can't own uh two news networks, so he'd have to sell mm. CNN. And this came about. Yes, thank you, newspaper barons of the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So yeah. Um it's it's funny because of the pledges for the different uh prices. Uh ten dollars <laughs> you get a CNN 21 box interview. <laughs> That's great. Uh, for $10,000, you get to be in a CNN 6 box. Uh, for 15000 you get uh, you in a Carol Costello 2 box. I guess it's one of the people on CNN. Yeah. Um, you get to take Molly with Farid Jakari for 25000 a uh, 24-hour, two-week hunt for your lost car keys for $5 million. <laughs> That's great. For a billion dollars, because it's going to cost billions of dollars to buy CNN, uh, host the CNN anchor Hunger Games fight to the death. Yes. And for $10 billion, you get Martin Savage Couch Simulator. <laughs> it has a okay. picture of Martin Savage inside a couch. Okay, okay. In a CNN anchor Hunger Games fight, who would win? Oh, probably, um, what's his name? Shit. He's handsome as shit. He's got super awesome eyes. Mm. I think Steve uh, he, has a crush. He has he has his normal news show, and then he also has like a morning show he does. Mm, oh, I don't know. Gosh, I get he's, most of my news from the internet, which is yeah, a topic we'll talk about later on. You know who he is. Oh my gosh, I can't. It doesn't matter. It. I think Wolf Blitzer would do it. Oh no, not Wolf Blitzer. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, no, he totally would. He I would can't pull I can't all, remember his name. He would go all Gandalf on their asses. It'd okay, I gotta look this up. Anderson Cooper, I think, would win. Anderson Cooper versus Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate showdown. Even though Anderson Cooper is gay, it doesn't matter. He's a badass who's been in lots of places and is an actual reporter unlike Wolf Blitzer. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, I thought I'd show that one first as our dummy, like, fake. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, why wouldn't it be a thing? I'm surprised that it doesn't have any money, though. Well, it's it's just a website. It's not an actual Kickstarter page. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work. It's just like yeah. it's just a it's just a big picture. Yep, the website's lessbycnn.com. <laughs> nice. 
Yes. I think it'd be, I think, it, I don't know if he, no, there'd be no way he'd be able to get enough money to buy it, but it would be awesome if he owned CNN. I don't know. Some dude just got over 50K for making potato salad. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's do the serious Kickstarter that I found, which is the hover bike. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool because in the video they have a they show the design that will be like in the tier two design. It has it's like two fans stacked on top of each other, kind of, but still offset enough to where it can like you know control itself a little bit better. Right. And then you know two two on the front, two on the back, and yeah, they got a little um a drone uh, made up that looks like what they're going to be making to show that it works and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool idea. They've raised, according to this currently, about $20,000 of their $30,000 goal. And this wow. is uh, made by Chris Malloy. And it looks like a few other people. And I guess um, a lot of people have been talking about it. The Wire, um, Huffington Post, I guess all of them have been talking about it. So, huh. Yeah, imagine instead of like, because I, I like motorcycles, even though I don't have one. But to have a hover bike, oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I feel be like, like it'd a be regular a lot- vehicle, like yeah. a hover car. Hover car seems boring unless you get to go out on water, but a hover bike, that is cool. Well, a hover car would be cool if we could have like Star Trek style lanes up in the sky. Right. I'd be down right. for that. Also, yeah, if you look, uh, NASCAR if you look down below, would be a lot more interesting with hover. Uh, yeah, I got you. So if you look down below, they've got their rewards. It looks like $3 is, um, oh, let me go back up here. I'm in the wrong one. Uh, $3 looks just like an award. Looks like a pin and an award, yeah. But we get to the $595 one, and it looks like you get a bare-bones hover bike, a third the scale drone. So you get a little drone version of it. God, that's really cheap. So we're getting up to... The oh, drone wait. is also for 715 Yeah, 715 pounds. Is, is drone... Pounds. Yeah, pounds. Yeah, pounds. So double U.S. currency. Ish. A third scale, a third scale. It doesn't look like they're having any actual, you can actually get the real thing, which makes sense. A hover oh, bike yeah. would probably cost thousands of dollars, just like a real bike. Oh, yeah, easily. A lot more than a normal bike. But still, for, you know, about $600, you can get a cool-looking drone. And it even has, like, a, well, not the bare bones, but the nicer drones. They have little compartments in them, so you can actually fly around stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's flat on top in the in the video, so they actually, in the video, show um, show one of them dropping off pizza for a delivery. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like literally dropping pizza on roofs. Yeah, well, ah, it, pizza yeah. on the roof joke. <laughs> well, it like hovered outside the guy's back door and he just went outside and picked it up while it was still hovering there. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So yeah, I'd recommend, you know, going to it and at least watching the video. It's a cool concept. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't recommend pledging necessarily because it's really far off in the future and you're really not going to see anything except for a drone unless you, you know, and that's still $600 you have to spend. Yeah, so, totally. Unless you have, you know, infinite amount of money to spend. On right. something, and then by but all means donate bucks. to that, and then for donate a few to bucks us to possibly have hover bikes in the future. You know, that's you know, nifty idea. Yeah, it is. It'd be really cool. I'd totally be down for that. I'd be a lot more likely to actually ride a motorbike at that point because of that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if they could. You know, because obviously, well, not not obviously, but theoretically, you'd want a hover bike to be electric powered, not gas powered. I would imagine. Yeah, totally. I think batteries would weigh less than gas would. Yeah, and you're not carrying around. Well, one, you're not carrying around explosives with you. And two, you're not mm. carrying around explosives that can fall on a fire. <laughs> right. So. so I'd like to think that it'd be cool if they came up with a motorcycle that can do kind of back to the future thing that can become a hoverbike. That would be the shit. 
Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Because theoretically, like, if you did it right, you could do it. Because propellers would be the wheels with enough thrust. You could. It's theoretically possible with yeah, the right design. You could yeah, do I it mean, if you're going fast enough. Even even a standard like sailing ship rudder would work with yeah. you know just the way the wind is going against it. Right. It'd be cool. I think it'd be awesome if this uh, Chris Malloy guy, you know, pulls a Tesla, starts his own business, comes out with a few prototypes and then releases the patent to it, you know, and then right. everyone starts making them. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, you can go to kickstarter.com and the title is Hoverbike. Yeah. All one word. So it should it's be just, pretty easy to find. Just Hoverbike. Yep. It's got 34 Otherwise, days. Otherwise, we'll have the links for everything as normal. Yep. So, yep, that's the Hoverbike and John Stewart's Let's Buy CNN. <laughs> yeah, let's buy CNN. I want that Hunger Games thing. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, couch simulator. Maybe not so much, but <laughs> I think that one was a little weird. But anyway. So our free-to-play game of the week this week is a game called RoboCraft. RoboCraft. Yeah. The game is developed by FreeJam, a team of five based in Portsmouth, UK. The UK. Of course, the British Port- make Portsmouth. an awesome game. Portsmouth, Portsmouth, Portsmouth. It's, it's mouth, in the right? UK, and I can't pronounce it. It's in the UK. That's all you need to know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is free to play on Steam. Go download it and try it. Yep. Uh, essentially, essentially, it is a. Oh, and um, it's also an alpha. So keep that in mind if you do decide to play it. Yeah, and it, it sort of has some early, like Bugs early access there, yeah. um, portions to it, but it's not. It's not an early access that you have to pay for, so I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, early access games are usually really bad because right. of early access games, but because no one's charging for it, I'm okay with this. And it's and it's still a lot of fun. It seems yeah. like the developers made a lot of effort into getting one part of it pretty finished for people to play and then, you know, started working on other things. Right, like adding content and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which, so, you know, for the game it is, you could do that because they pretty much leave up a lot of the stuff to you. So. Yeah, totally. So what the game is, is it's a small battle arena. It's not a MOBA, but it's a small battle arena in which you fight little robots and tanks and hover vehicles that are yep. voxel based that you make in your garage and yeah. they feature different kinds of weapons, different kinds of momentum. And a and, lot of stuff, pretty much anything you can think of, but obviously they're still adding more. So yeah. And all you do is you build it in the garage and then you go and battle them in the arena. Yep. And, Which is why they probably haven't had to focus a lot of game content. Cause you know yeah totally you spend so much time just building ones and trying to get money so you can go up to the next design and you know it's it's very addicting yeah it is very addicting a lot more than this the description sounds i mean i made it sound really boring like a weird arena minecraft clone but it's not when we first saw it we did like we actually skipped it the first week yeah and we went to play the other game and then we figured well let's just go ahead and play it because you know it seems a lot like something like minecraft so you know give it a shot and yeah it it definitely seemed very interesting but it turned out completely different yeah and steam is telling me i've put in 26 hours of gameplay already (laughs) Very surprising game. Like you don't expect to go in it and then five hours later be like, I love this game. Yeah, it's like 
what the heck happened. I mean, I haven't experienced like a time cruncher like that um, since, I don't know, civilization where you just. Civ, um, maybe even uh, Skyrim. That one yeah. was a time cruncher. I mean, you're just like, oh, it's 430 a.m. Yeah, we did, that, did that the happen? very first time we played it. We were playing it and then yeah. like it was we were up hours super later late playing it. Yeah, it was still a lot of fun, though. It, this is oh, yeah. an awesome game and it's free. You just go try it. There are tons of different styles you can do. There's because the building is voxel based. All you Minecraft players out there will have a good sense of, you know, how you put things together. Right. But it's just you can build anything you want. Like I saw some guy build a lightsaber hovercraft and flew it around. That was <laughs> awesome. And the nice thing too is unlike even though it is voxel based and you think, oh, it's just a bunch of squares, it's not just a bunch of squares. You also have right. angles you can work with. But that's only for like the main ship's body. The hover mm-hmm. blades, thrusters, guns, all that kind of stuff is not squares. Right. They're it's like, like properly rendered exactly. poly weapons. The squares are there to help you build pretty much the basic um, ship design. And then the rest of it's there to actually make it move and do stuff and make it look cool. Including yeah. their newest thing they just put in, which is a, a shield. Yeah. And it it gives you like different cool, like angled shapes and stuff that are going to make it look really nice for ships later on. Oh yeah. No, I envy a lot of the design. I envy the people with the flying machines. It's going to look really sweet. Yeah. And be really protective too, but that's a whole different uh, thing. But yeah, it's yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you want a closer in-depth look about it, go to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Avalon pending and watch a few of our episodes on it. Yeah. We're putting up some episodes of uh, a group of us doing some gameplay. So and yep. we explain it a little bit more in detail there, too. So you can go check that out. Yeah, um, I liked it so much. We made videos out of it. Yeah. And it is primarily a group play type thing. It is all multiplayer. The only single player that there is is the practice arena that allows you to be able to kind of test your designs and stuff. But ultimately, it's you play online. Yeah, totally. So the gameplay is pretty much just a standard deathmatch slash capture the base sort of style of gameplay which i thought was cool that they actually mix that together it's not you pick one or the other it's you either kill everybody first or you capture the pretty much this the the, their base first right definitely and the uh i think it's easier to win by capturing the base but you get more points by destroying things yeah and don't get us wrong it can be hard to capture the base point if all the people are there defending it yeah, totally. It all depends I mean, on how the teams are playing. Some people make these ridiculous hovercraft that all they do is go up and they sit up at the top of the map and snipe you as you're trying to capture their point. Yeah, they're not as fun, but they're definitely very useful. Yeah, and God, they are a pain in the ass to shoot down. Mm-hmm. You essentially have three different types of weapons in the game. You have an SMG, which is a laser like assault rifle sort of turret thing that you yeah, like put a laser on. turret slash railgun because there's an actual railgun in the game but still it reminds me of a railgun because it yeah. is it is electric it's a laser that's kind of what a railgun is yeah. using electricity to shoot a projectile super fast yeah so uh but they have an actual railgun which is like a sniping right exactly type thing. and they're a lot more powerful they take longer to reload and they're more accurate at yeah. long range and then there is a plasma cannon type of thing it's a plasma it's like launcher a, what's the best way to say like a grenade launcher or like um yeah those things you use to put on the ground and like drop something in it and it shoots it off what's that a, a, a mortar tur- no mortar mortar yeah mortars it's mortar. yeah it's like a mortar i think is the best way to describe it 
Yeah, and in fact, you can make some really cool machines, tank-like machines with those weapons and just turn into artillery. Yeah, just fire, like, because no matter how many guns you have on it, it fires everything at once, and with the exception of the, um, uh, which one is it? The the SMG has an alternating fire mode. Yeah, the SMG has an alternating fire mode. So you shoot one, and then the next one goes off, and then the next one goes off, and then the next one goes off. The railgun. The railgun, it fires one at a time. So if you have like five railguns on your ship, it fires one. And then you hit this thing again, it fires two. So it's not like you hit the, the fire button and it fires all of them in order. It's You get one shot for each thing. Right. Which makes more sense for a sniper type weapon. Yeah, because it, you know, it forces you to reload, take another shot. And it gives the other person a uh, an opportunity to like move. <laughs> right. So. And then what was the other one? Wasn't there a third one? Plasma launcher, railgun, SMG. SMG. No, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So far. So far, yeah. I'm I'm sure they'll add more stuff. I fully expect to see missiles or something. I'd like to see a campaign mode as well. Yeah, some sort of, maybe not necessarily a story element, but a good campaign that takes you through like different aspects of building and the different advantages and disadvantages of the different Like a mixture of a tutorial and a campaign mode, something like that? Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. And something, too, that also helps give you, like, points and money after the fact and helps you kind of build up for, the like, the very first bit. For the multiplayer, yeah. Right. That'd be a lot of cool. Uh, all that being said, it is very easy to just jump in with yeah, all you of have the tier three, one ships. pre-built ships. You have, like, yep. a, a tank-style weapon. You have your aircraft, and then the other one's more of, like, an assault. Motorbike. Uh, style. Yeah. And you get those started right off. They're very, very, you know, very, very basic ships <laughs> yeah and they'll blow They're up really special. easily yeah but you can just jump right in without really having to make your own ship and get used to how it works get used to what kind of vehicle you like better and then you know either change the one that's already in there or create a whole new ship yourself yeah it it is seriously fun to play so if you yeah, if you never heard of it i definitely recommend go check out the website go check out our video and you can actually watch some gameplay and see how it plays and um yeah yeah uh, I, hopefully robocraft it's gonna be a big thing once the enough people start to catch on to it yeah i can totally see this as one of those games that it'll get a big boost in players all of a sudden when yep captain sparkles or the yogs cast or you know PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Yeah. You know, play it once. All hail the evil overlord PewDiePie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, how about this? All reluctantly hail the overlord PewDiePie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Although we saw a stat in our next segment that may interest you with the PewDiePie thing. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and uh, jump into that, and we're going to be talking about kind of uh, the differences between TV and internet and things like Netflix, TV shows, and which one's more popular, where the trends are going, and all that jazz. So we're going to jump into that. So PewDiePie, apparently, is not the top earner on YouTube, Steve. Apparently, yep. according to at one survey, at least going survey, off of probably what what they are as averages, but still yeah. as an average, he's lower than someone else. Yeah, and it turns out that the Yogscast, Lewis and Simon, actually make more than PewDiePie, according to this statistic. Which I'm gonna guess probably has a lot to do with the fact that they are kind of a corporation, not just one person. And so they, they live have in all England. those other channels that bring in 
uh, viewers and stuff. And they live in England, where the economy but, isn't as bad. Well, it's not just that, but like the same thing that PewDiePie has. It's the same reason PewDiePie has such an advantage. And I remember reading about this a while ago. When it comes to YouTube channels, they when they're in different countries, they get a higher priority, especially in the United States, if they're being watched from a different country. Right. So when it comes to PewDiePie and the Augscast, because they're in a different country and most of their viewership is, is in the States, they get so much more attention put on them when it comes to YouTube and just the gaming uh, community in general. So that helps viewership and it also helps um, you know prices and stuff. That's why PewDiePie got so big. Not because yeah. he was good, but partially because people liked him and partially mostly because he was in a different country. Yeah. I mean, so many people are watching youtube now it's ridiculous i mean there's no yeah. point in having a television anymore right of course so you know looking at these numbers uh, of viewership of pewdiepie versus uh cbs cbs is still at least double the amount of viewers that pewdiepie has yeah that's true uh, i also, think it's, it's it's really hard to compare that because pewdiepie puts out one video right right but cbs gets 5.3 million viewers on average based on what? Based on an average day? Based on the CBS News? Based it usually on... depends on per program. So whatever program okay. is on, that's the average. That's the number they take it from. Gotcha. Um, well, that's the other thing terrible, to keep in mind, man. though, is with PewDiePie, especially with a gaming channel, you have to think at least a third of those numbers are people re-watching the videos. Yeah, probably. When it comes to TV, that's the number. That's the straight number they got from that mm -hmm. viewing. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely again, it's definitely not anywhere near TV, but it is severely catching up very fast. Yeah, very, very fast. In fact, I don't like ten years. I see it being even because yeah, TV well, is. It depends on what happens with net neutrality and all the other yeah, very true. Stuff. Yeah, but theoretically, if the internet stays the way it is, then it will overcome uh, TV in terms of viewership. Yeah, and it's basically due to this slow death that television networks seem to be right. having when compared Which is starting to, with the news i like to think i think the news yeah, is going to be definitely. the first part of tv that dies out yeah it makes sense i mean so many people go to twitter to find right. information about anything and whether twitter leads them to twitter even or leads even them back to right. cnn.com it's cnn.com not right channel whatever on your local you know or even provider. your um, news channels on YouTube and stuff, like uh, Young Turks, which is the biggest news uh, channel on the internet right now. They yeah. have the most viewers. And YouTube Vice is starting not, to get popular as well. Right. So a lot of those kind of things are starting to get bigger. I guess I guess the news wouldn't be the first, though. I guess the first thing to go was and is gaming. Like, yeah, but there I was mean, a gaming channel, a gaming <laughs> network, and yeah. now, yeah. So gaming was kind of the first thing to go, but it never really made a good start on TV to begin with. Yeah, but it, it you know, gaming is sort of it, it inherently better for the internet than it is for television, right? Because but the yeah, people news is going to go, and then yeah. uh, things like uh, regular sitcoms are starting to do that, like with um, Game of Thrones, more viewers being online than there were on the actual TV. Yeah, but I wouldn't really consider Game of Thrones a sitcom. No, but it like that the idea of a, ser a like a TV series. Yeah. Not a sitcom, but yeah, a TV series. Like um Yeah. The one show on Netflix. 
like House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, and um, Orange is the New Black. Right. Those are going to slowly start to take over, but it's probably going to take longer for those because there's a lot of TV shows that are still very popular. Yeah, there are. But it's interesting that a good way for networks to get episodes watched is to put them on services like Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Right. And then you got to wonder, you know, how much money are they actually making for that? Because right. if you have Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime, the consumer just pays a rate, you right. know, a yearly rate. And then and then what does the network get for that show? I mean, HBO just put up a bunch of their shows on on Amazon Prime. They have uh, yeah. Band of Brothers, The Pacific, and John Adams, which I loved. But Not I would have never watched. a lot of the new watched. stuff, but a lot of the good old stuff for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I would have never watched these on HBO Go. Right. Because HBO Go is expensive. Well, HBO is expensive. Let's yeah, not care ourselves. It, They're not two different things. They're the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You have to have a cable subscription and then you can have the HBO Go stuff. Yeah, exactly. But uh, HBO would make so much money if they made Go a, a separate service. Yeah, they definitely would. Oh I think, my God. too, when it comes to ads, I like to think that um when it, like when it comes to ad revenue when it, on tv you know you put your ads on there and they probably pay for a certain amount depending on what the viewership is so if your viewership is you know higher then that show will get more money but it, it comes off of the average that that show gets per you know i guess episode or whatever however that works but with yeah. the internet and internet tv shows you get a certain percentage for every ad watched which means every single time someone clicks on a TV show and an ad starts to play, that ad money goes directly there. So I like to think if more people are watching or like if it's even and the number of people watching TV shows even on the internet as it is on the actual TV, I think the internet uh, profits would be higher because yeah. it's not based on a possible average, which might go higher than it does. It's based on a solid, this is how many people watched it, this is the amount that we're getting. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's and the possibility for numbers watched is so much greater on the Internet, even yeah. even just original numbers watched, because there's what, 300 million U.S. citizens in the world mm -hmm. right now. Right. But even if I mean, even if like Comcast was to get us even, you know, 5% of that of those viewers to watch whatever show and they gain whatever money from that right. HBO could put something up on the internet and get a hundred million viewers from mm -hmm. across the world. And there's just so much more potential in that. Yep. So before we get into our review of legend of core, we're going to actually mix in legend of core with this because of some news yeah. that recently came out. Yeah, so early early last week, I got a little bit of news that frightened me a little bit, saying that Legend of Korra was being taken off the television schedule. Yeah, he scared the shit out of me the way he told me. Yeah, well, this, this is the way that the article, I mean, the article was written like uh, Korra was being canceled. Right. And we've been hearing things that Korra hadn't been receiving good ratings on, you know, on television and all this stuff. And right. it kind of makes sense because Korra doesn't really fit into anything else that Nickelodeon offers. Oh, you mean it doesn't fit with their, I guess, which family that was on before Legend of Korra <laughs> and like only a couple people are witches and powers can be transferred and they're all, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not We've even been... like a witch show. It's like a normal, yeah. like 
kid show and uh, I don't know. We've actually been watching Korra on Nickelodeon and not later on the internet because we just really love Korra and we wanted to watch it then. Right, and, as soon as possible. Yeah, and Nickelodeon, w- w- what happened? Your programming <sighs> used to be so good. Yeah, this is, back in the day. It's not even cartoon. Yeah, I mean, well, there's some, but not a lot. Oh my god. But anyway, though, it turns out that they were just going to take it off of TV and primarily put it back on the internet. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the episodes, one next week, and I assume the last four after that will be released one every Friday until the series is, until the season yep. is over. And I'm guessing probably the next season will be nothing but internet. Probably. Because apparently, according to this, this, this uh, IGN website you gave me, they don't give any numbers, unfortunately, but season two of Korra, the users were primarily over the internet and not nearly as much uh, viewers on the TV show. Oh, the yeah, TV definitely. And it so, really makes sense. It makes a ton of sense for this to yeah. be a digital-based show. Because the people that watched Avatar were kids then but they grew up with it yeah now we have more of a not necessarily adult but at least more adult-ish tv show oh yeah totally i mean (laughs) which i get why kids aren't into it they're like well what's this with the love thing and the angst and what's all this going on i just want to watch people fight yeah and that (laughs) sort of makes sense and you know kind of i want I kind of want to watch people fight too, but right. But we also don't want just that. Otherwise yeah, we might be keep watching it. Exactly. And that's the best thing about Korra is that they've got, it's such a good storyline. I mean, Avatar storyline was good, but it was one storyline across right. three seasons. And this is good. I mean, I like Korra a lot more because it's the legend of Korra, meaning that there can be separate books and separate right. stories in it, which is really cool. Yeah. Not that the, you know, Avatar Last Airbender wasn't uh, good, just that it was a different beast. And now we have right. something that's new, but still, you know, the Avatar. Yeah, totally. Which makes sense. Each Avatar has their own story. So, yeah, you have to you have to toss it up a little bit. So for viewership for the rest of this season of Korra, you can find episodes at Nick.com, on mm-hmm. Amazon, and Hulu. Yep. And you can watch to your heart's content. Yep. But I think what probably... Either Amazon or Nick.com, because if you go Hulu, you're going to have commercials. Yeah, exactly. Which I, is, like, I love yeah. Hulu, but yeah, it's going to have commercials. So I'd recommend, well, even the last time, yeah, Nick has uh, commercials, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So but if not you have Amazon Prime, is it on Prime yeah. or is it just on Amazon? Uh, I don't know. It's on Amazon, though. It's on Amazon. You're either going to have to pay for it or deal with commercials. Yep. So, so you're paying for it okay. either way. Yeah, I think probably Nick, though, is still going to be your best bet. Hulu is always going to have a lot more commercials than they used to. So oh, yeah. um, I'd say going oh, to Nick's yeah. website, you'll probably only have one or two at most in between each um, break. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Uh, we only, and moving on to that, we're only going to be reviewing the one episode this week because that's all we got, which is uh, episode eight. Yeah. And uh, so in this episode, the... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and we, we watched this separately for once, so yeah. this is going to be our first time. This, this should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what an awesome um, episode. Yeah, it was a good I episode. Loved I loved it. It was, was nice so much too, cool action. To not have the, air, the Avatar involved for the majority of the episode. Yeah. Like to actually see the others have to fight and stand up for themselves and actually go up against this, what, four team of awesomeness that yeah. oh my can God, barely yeah. be beaten. Like they did a good job. 
but let's yeah we'll get into it so i'm gonna give a little description of it it's um so cora and bolin are still learning metal bending i think right at the beginning of the episode opal leaves for the air temple right like they have a little they have a little party and they're like goodbye opal and they're like just goodbye we miss you guys and uh they go and she go ahead and leave on an airship they stay behind because they're going to continue doing looking for airbenders and uh you know in the middle of the night the uh big team of four sneaks in you know pop one in the avatar she passes out and they try to take her out a fight ensues they save her they try to find out who let them in and then they go and to capture that person that let them in that's that's the episode yep that's pretty much it it yeah. was good it was a good action-based episode half of it, it was, really was was really you know, intense four of them fighting fight together yep and oh. like you know back to back like that was that was great that oh the earthbender who can bend lava right that's so weird yeah i mean I get it, it yeah yeah i get they it even totally. say in the show he compresses it so hard that it literally turns to lava yeah, exactly. So it and it's just sense. the friction. But I, I would I would imagine that possibly a firebender might be able to control it, even though it is molten yeah. earth. So still technically it isn't fire. But I imagine they would be able to at least use it to enhance their fire, the heat and the fire coming off of it. Right. And and, and essentially a firebender is just an energy better because right. all fire is is a chemical reaction, you know. Well, everything's energy, but yeah. Well, yeah, but are, I mean, you know, earthbenders. That's closest to bending pure energy as you can get is a firebender. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and maybe maybe an airbender. Those two would definitely be the closest, though. Maybe, yeah. Because the airbender yeah. doesn't take the wind that's already there. An airbender makes the wind from nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, so at least what we see. Right, because, right. Because, like, Aang can fly, and he says in the show that he can fly because he's adjusting the air currents around him. So maybe right, he can. which doesn't make which doesn't yeah. you know doesn't explain the takeoff in like 50, you know fifty miles per hour instantly thing. Right, like yeah. you would be able to slowly take off like a kite, but not just take off in an instant. So, but when it, it comes to like yeah. flying, flying, like soaring, for sure, you're using air currents more than you're using your bending. Oh yeah, totally. Because then it becomes more of um. A glider at that point, which is what it is. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. But anyway, needless to say, it is molten earth, so it makes sense that uh, theoretically yeah. an earthbender could bend it, which means earthbenders have the most amount of different bending than anyone else. They can bend metal, and now they can bend lava. Yep, and crystal. So, Remember King Boomy bended the crystal? crystal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. The earth is, with the exception of water... Like water's everywhere, so water benders could pretty much bend anywhere, especially blood benders. But earth yeah. benders, you know, the entire earth is made out of earth, so it kind of makes sense that they'd be able to handle a lot of different elements. Yeah, no, well, not yeah, elements, but yeah, yeah, different in, intuitive or inventive ways of right bending different things. Yeah, that's here's, really cool. the, here's something I was wondering during the fight. Um, I think Bolin is the one firing the earth at the lady there, trying to yes. knock her, knock her uh, thing out. Was that last piece metal or was that a piece of earth? Uh, I it was, think it, it was, was so earth. tiny and jagged. Yeah. I was like, could that be metal? But they didn't really point it out. So I didn't think it might've been. Yeah. I don't think so. Cause Bolin... it be interesting if it was a little piece of metal and he did it like he wasn't even thinking about it. He was just trying to bend whatever was nearby. Yeah. It would make and... sense in that situation. Cause he was super stressed. Right, and he wasn't thinking about it too. So yeah, all that but training. It, yeah, it's the exact same move that he used earlier in the episode when he knocked, you know, the brother with the piece of rock, which was definitely a rock. 
Oh yeah, when oh yeah, I didn't even yeah. realize that it, yeah. when they were fighting each other, and he's like, "You can't use earth bending; that's cheating." Yeah, exactly. It was the exact same move, and it's totally okay. a pro bending move, right? So right, that small piece of earth and pretty much shooting it like a bullet. Yeah, that's not probably yeah. easy. That's probably yeah, yeah. So and that I've, was cool. I've always yeah. thought Bolin was the best character aside from Korra in this show. <laughs> yeah. Although we found Honestly, out yeah, that turns, yeah, Pabu is in more episodes than everyone else except for Korra. Ah, yes, that's right. Pabu. The fire ferret. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. He's always there. Always. Always there. Um, so our guy who uh, pretty much let them in is Zaheer, which is that guy that's kind of able to feel people out. No, no, Zaheer is the bad guy. Zaheer yeah. is the windbender guy. I'm thinking, you know, he's older guy. Maybe he was not necessarily helped them out back in the day, but was maybe like um, associated with them as in he agreed with their like not tactics, but with their philosophy. And then maybe he was involved with like a, a cult ish kind of group that either revolved or was operated by these guys or at well, least a, a way of thinking. They're calling then, themselves the Red Lotus, which is right. definitely like the anti white Lotus. Right. So maybe he was either part of that group or liked that part of the group or was something like yeah. uh, he's old enough that he would have been around back when those guys were active. Oh, yeah, totally. So it's in- it'll be interesting. To s- it- yeah, it'll be interesting to see because um, they're obviously going after him right now, which honestly, I think was kind of stupid. And they should have gone back to the city. Oh, I have like, a theory about this. What do you think? I think that Sue Lynn's bro- uh-huh. Lynn's sister, not brother. Right. Lynn's sister is also involved in this. I had a feeling about that too. Like, you know, I don't know if it's hard to tell. I don't know if she was just playing off the fact like, oh, it was him. I trusted him with my life. But then, right. you know, at the same time, I don't, unless she was being coerced or was being forced to do it, I don't think she would get involved with them. Well, I mean, she, she, you know, we learned last week about Sue and Lynn's background, right? And right. how- Lynn almost, you know, had to arrest her and all this, and then she so maybe went she off. She was involved with them at one point. Yeah, but and then she so, was kind of forced to this point. Yeah, and and then I got to thinking too. It's like, you know, Opal left right at the beginning of the episode. Right. What if they took down that airship, and they have Opal, and that's why she possibly oh. we don't know yet. Yeah, might have been involved. That I think that'll be answered right away because I'm sure next episode they're going right, to cut back to Tenzin. Yeah. Right, she'll be with the Air Temple or whatever. But yeah, yeah, if we don't see her for a while, I think that could be a real possibility. Yeah, or there's like, or or no, I I don't think that they're going to be able to wait too long to reveal that information. No, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be yeah. next episode. I would think. Yeah, because I mean, it would be you know news if Tenzin had to radio. Or, or you know, tried to radio. Well, actually, they don't have to because if they don't show Tenzin at all and the Air Temple, right, they'll be up for debate. Right, because we know where Korra is going, and right. we know that Lin is going to go after Korra once she finds right. out. So if, no one's going to be at if the, the mom metal tells city her anymore. where she went. Right, or if um, what's her name does, but that's a whole different thing. We don't again. We don't know if she's involved at all, but it seems like how could you not be? Yeah, totally. Oh, and I knew that that guy was was the guy yeah. all along. I mean, as it was as, so as obvious. As soon as the first uh, clues were showing up, it was kind of like, no, that's the guy. 
it's like as soon as you tell me that you can tell when people are lying or telling the truth, right. I don't trust you. Right. Well, I, I trust him with that. But when it came to the interviews, as soon as the interview started happening and he was talking to everybody, I was like, no, he has to be involved. Yeah, because he's the one person that they can't actually make sure wasn't, you know, involved. Right. Right. So, yeah, that was uh, episode eight of Korra. And then, you know, next week we'll have just again, just a single episode. But, yeah, we'll find out what happens. So, you know, thanks for listening. Um, like we said, we got the, the video of our gameplay on YouTube. We've got um, all the links and everything either in the actual. No, it's, it's not in the file. You can go to our website or go to uh, our actual podcast website to find the links and all the information for everything we talked about. Right. And we're going to be on iTunes. Yes. We're going um, to be on iTunes. We should be on there now, but... If not, we will be. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're looking for it right now as you're listening to this and it's not there, then either I got super lazy over the weekend or it's That's not working. But yeah. That, no, got lazy. <laughs> um, also, the last episode, if you are listening to this, was posted Friday when it should have posted, been posted Monday. We ran into a lot of technical difficulties. This yeah. one should be up Monday, so expect it every Monday. If yeah. it's not there, we'll have a Hopefully. reason for why. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, like when show. PAX happens, there won't be an episode Monday because I will be at PAX. No, there'll be an episode. You just won't be there. Oh. <laughs> Always expect a video, people. <laughs> Unless we fail at this whole podcast thing. Um, otherwise, yeah, go ahead and subscribe to us if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, go to our website. If you go check out our video on YouTube, subscribe to that. Enjoy our voices. Yes. Um, I'm Steve. I'm Brian. And this has been the Avalon Pending Podcast, Episode 2. Thank you for listening. Bye.